Luke chapter number 18, and we'll begin in verse number 1. We titled the message this morning, Persevering in Prayer. So we're going to learn about um, what that all entails and, and how that applies to our lives. And so Luke chapter number 18, I'm sure this is a familiar passage to some, for sure. And uh, maybe this morning, uh, it, it's a truth that um, you know, um, you need to be reminded of. And so we, we'll look forward to, to getting into God's word here. Luke chapter number 18, verse number 1. Parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear with what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth." In our passage this morning, we see the call to perseverance, and we've read that. We, there's, a, there's a call here to persevere in prayer. And so let's go ahead and pray, and uh, especially ask God to bless us during this time. Father, thank you so much just for, of course, being able to, to worship you. But now as we enter um, the preaching time, we pray that you to bless us, Lord, be with me. Um, Lord, help me um, experiencing some, some annoyances, some, some hindrances, but just... Uh, give me, uh, Lord, uh, freedom. We pray just fill me with your spirit, Lord, and uh, help me not to get in the way of the truth um, being conveyed, uh, but Lord, that we'd be able to um, uh, hear collectively um, as a unit, Lord, be able to receive this truth and this understanding, and uh, Lord, that it would impact us the way uh, we pray, impact the way that we live, and that you would just really just help us this morning. And so be with me again, uh, and be with us all in here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> Lord, persevere means to continue. It means to, to continue a course of action even in the face of difficulty with little or, or no prospect of success. So really what we're talking about is not giving up. What we're, what we're talking about is persevering, not giving up in our prayer. We see this call um, to continue in our passage. When Jesus said uh, he's going to give this parable and it says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now we know what the word faint means. I especially know what the word faint means. I'm not going to ask if anyone here has ever fainted before, but I know personally for myself, I've come to the point that I have two times in my life almost fainted. Almost. I remember the first time um, and I remember these two instances vividly because they were very scary. They were, they were, it was a, a moment where I felt like I had no control and that sincerely I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was, it was kind of scary. I remember the first time was when I was in high school. I was in the media ministry and, and, and we had a, a live stream camera in the back of the church and, and I we would stand to, to man that camera. And I remember standing there and, and I guess problem happened that I locked my legs. And as I'm standing there and I'm, I'm kind of 
following the pastor, all of a sudden, some stars just went like that. And I thought to myself, what was that? And then all of a sudden, I started sweating, and my legs started trembling, and I was like, what is happening? And I'm just like, it's, and I'm like, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. It's, this is what death, this is what, I'm on the verge of, this is what death must feel like, right? And uh, for, God must have in that moment given me just understanding like, dude, get it together. You're about to faint. You need to sit down. And so I, I quickly, there's a chair right here. I quickly grabbed that chair and I held on as, as much as I could. I, I sat down and kind of caught myself. And then when it was all over, I, I stood back up and I just kind of stretched my leg to, to kind of to, to get things rolling. The second time was a little bit more public. There's a little bit more risk for embarrassment. The second time, I was up on a platform in line with some men celebrating two people getting married. I was in one of my friend's wedding. Uh, he called me up. I was, I was in college, and he called me and said, I'd I, I like, uh, like you to be in my wedding. I'd like, I like you to stand with me and be in my wedding. And so we, I had flown and I'd gotten there early and, and I'd, I'd help as much as I can. And on that day, I thought, I've, we're ready. We're doing this. I'm, I'm going to be there for you, man. And uh, we're standing there and, and all of a sudden, here we go again. Stars. And, I, and I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> Not again. And I remember from the first time, I'm thinking, Not again. Uh, but there's no chair this time. I'm on a platform. And there's about maybe 200 people at this wedding. And so I'm, I'm standing there and I'm thinking two things, honestly, two things happening. Number one, I got to push this even if it kills me. But if I do die, he'll kill me. He'll kill me for dying at his wedding. So I'm thinking, man, God, what do I do? Do I really just leave and just walk down? Well, it got so, it got so to a point that I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't leave by myself. Well, finally, the guy behind me, he must have recognized me twitching or shaking or I don't know. He must have, I must have been swaying back and forth. Finally, he taps me and he says, you okay? And I heard him. And I answered him, but it didn't come out of my mouth. I, I was like, in that moment, it felt like I was paralyzed. Like I, like I couldn't do anything. And finally, I don't even want to know how this looked. But finally, all, I, all of a sudden, I felt two hands grab me right here, holding me up. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, okay, so this is not so bad. If I faint, at least I'll, I'll still be standing here. Okay, so this is not so bad. I can, just, I can just die standing here. This is not so bad. I don't even want to know how the guy in front of me knew this. This, this. this shows me that everyone in this building knew what was going on. Because the guy in front of me turns around, looks at the guy behind me, and says, hey, escort him to seat. Have him sit down. Which this guy was the best man. He says, go have him sit down. So he grabs me and says, hey, come on, man. So we... We, he grabs me and, and, and we, we go down and, and uh, I sit down, I bring me some water, I have a nap, wiping off my face and, and I'm really trying to get back up on my feet because uh, this is now, they're saying I do and everyone's about to walk out and, and my, my, uh, my lady friend that I escorted into this building, I want to I be there for her, man. I don't want her to have to walk out by herself. So I finally, I finally, you know, wiped off my face and I ran back up there and, and I walked out and in the pictures, there's, there's this picture in his wedding pictures where he looks at it and there's us two walking out and I am extremely sweaty. Uh, it's, it's the worst. I, I don't even want to, I, I told him, I was like, you should burn that. 
<laughs> I don't want to ever see that again. You should burn that. There's nothing, there's nothing happy about that picture for me. But what happened? In both of those instances, my body began to, 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 to get weak. I began to, to, um, to lose um, what, what uh, fainting is described as uh, lose oxygen to the brain because I locked my legs and I wasn't uh, bending, wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain. So I began to lose consciousness and my body began to, uh, to become weak. In our passage this morning, when Jesus is saying not to faint, of course, you, you try and apply this to what this means for prayer. Uh, when Jesus says that men are always to pray and not to faint, what he's talking about is the same weariness, but weariness in heart. The implication is weariness in heart. Men are always to pray and not to lose heart in prayer. Men are always to not lose heart or give up in prayer. So what do we see? This morning we are called to pray without giving up. We're called to pray without giving up. Now, a lot of verses teach us this principle, certainly. Uh, Paul was a man that, that had applied this to his life, his life and, and tried to teach the churches that he wrote to about this principle. In Romans chapter number 12, verse 12, you see it, he says, rejoicing, hope, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Ephesians, he, then as he writes to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter number 6, verse 18, he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and, and watching thereunto with all, here we go, perseverance and supplication for all saints says in Colossians chapter number 4 verse 2 as he writes to the Colossians says continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving and then in 1st Thessalonians he says in chapter number 5 verse number 17 rejoice evermore and here's our big one pray without ceasing we've heard that verse before and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you so we are called we and notice I said we because it's not that Jesus looked at, at, at these people and said you are called. You are always to pray and not to faint, says men. So for us, that's inclusive for, for, for us. We are called. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. We are called to pray without giving up. Why? Because Jesus knows that there comes a time in a Christian's life that we're going through a tough season. We're going through a hard time. A trial is here. And we begin praying and asking God, God, please help me with this. God, please uh, give me some, some relief from this. God, please help me through this. And it seems like he's not there. And the temptation is to just kind of stop praying. God, you're not answering me. God, you're not hearing me. God, I, I don't see an answer. I don't see any type of response from you. The temptation is to lose heart. Kind of just give up. To kind of just give up, or the temptation is to just say, oh, I can do this by myself. To lose heart in trusting in the Lord. To, to just do things by ourselves. And so, uh, Jesus is, is letting them know. You see it in, in this verse that he says that men ought. He's showing them that, hey, this prayer that we need to have, that we need to persevere in, Christians need prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, we need prayer. Prayer is essential to our Christian lives. Prayer is, is essential if we are going to, to live the life that God has called us to live. Why? 
I'm not going to go too deep into this, but uh, three uh, main reasons I, I think we can, we can agree with. Prayer, of course, is an act of obedience. God has, has called us to pray, and so we, we know that it is an act of obedience, and so we need prayer because God, believes all, uh, God wills all believers to pray. We also need prayer because prayer helps us to grow spiritually. Prayer helps us to grow spiritually because our dependence on God grows through prayer. When, when, God, when there's something in our lives that we're praying for, God, as God be, begins to, 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 to show up for us and to help us, we begin to, to see God work in a supernatural uh, way, and we begin to, to want and long to depend on Him more and more and more. Same thing with the power. Same thing with, with, with power from God. Power from God comes in, with, uh, from prayer. I'll even say love for others grows through prayer. I'll tell you, there's been some times, and I think I've mentioned it, and so I won't stay here too long, but there's been some times where I've, I've not um, gotten along with someone or I've not agreed with someone, but you know what? I, I said, you know what, Lord? This person really, man, I, I need to love them. It's hard to love them, but I need to love them. And uh, I began to, to, to think, you know what, let me just pray for them. And as I pray for them and, and get my eyes off of me and get my eyes onto them and their needs, I'll tell you, a, a love begins to pray, uh, begins to, to, to fester in my heart because I prayed for them. I'll tell you, uh, some people that I'm really good friends with, even, even in this church, because I prayed for them. Don't worry if, about if it's you. It doesn't matter, right? Don't worry about if it's you, okay? But, there are, but sincerely, sincerely, there, love for other people grows through prayer. We pray because it's an act of obedience. We, we pray to grow spiritually. I'll even say we, we pray to, to demonstrate and strengthen our faith. It, it comes with the dependence on God. We pray, as we pray and we see God works, it strengthens our, our faith to, to trust Him more. And so Jesus is, 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 as he's speaking to this crowd, he's seeking to provide some encouragement, especially to the disciples, in light of what he's previously taught them. He's been teaching them about the, uh, the kingdom, and in verse number 22, he, he said unto his disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. Jesus says, when I leave, some persecution is going to come, and you're going to be praying, and you're going to be saying, God, uh, help me with this, God. This, this is really some intense stuff, and... Son of man's not going to be here. And you're going to wish he was. And, and he's trying to encourage them to, to let them know, hey, in those days, don't lose heart. Keep praying because you need it. Keep praying because that's what's going to help you grow spiritually. That's what's going to help you in your Christian life. And, of course, the principle is there for us as well. We need to continue praying and persevere in prayer this morning because we need prayer. And so this morning we want to look at this parable that Jesus gives them to kind of explain this. And uh, I'll say by, by way of introduction, we see the purpose of prayer in verse number one. Now, you don't have to write these down. I, I find it helpful um, to outline the introduction, and it's, and it's really honestly just for me to tell the story. It's really just helpful for me to, to see the outline so that I can know where I am and not lose my place. Uh, so don't feel like you have to write this down. This is, this is just me trying to tell the story and, and trying to tell and point out pieces in this parable, right? So we see the, the, the purpose of the parable in verse number 18. Not the point, but the purpose of the parable in verse number, eight, in verse number one, uh, which is that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Okay, so he speaks this parable unto them so that they can understand this truth, right? So this is, this is what he's doing. He's trying to encourage perseverance in prayer. 
In verse number two, he begins this parable. And we see, first of all, the people in this parable. Verse number two. The Bible says, There was in a city a judge which, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. So there's, there's two people here that, that Jesus mentions. Number one, we see uh, an unjust judge. Jesus calls him that, by the way. He calls him uh, the unjust judge. And in verse number two, we see uh, a little bit about his character. He does not fear God. He does not uh, regard man. So regard meaning he does not uh, care about what man thinks about him. Right? He, does, he does not regard man. And so hey, here's this guy that honestly you look at those two things, doesn't fear God, doesn't care about anybody else. He's living in his own world. He's living to please himself. He's living to do whatever he wants to do and how he wants to do it, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, we see this, this first character, the unjust judge. And then in verse number three, we see an unrelenting widow. There's a widow in the city, and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. So here's, here's what we understand. She needed help. She needed help. And she went to the one person that was supposed to help her. The one person that was supposed to help her. Because, of course, she's a widow. She doesn't have a husband to try and help her with this, with this, 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 this uh, adversary uh, that she has, right? She, has, she a, a, apparently has an enemy that, that has risen up against her, and she needs help with this. She goes to the one person that was supposed to help, which is the judge. You, you find that, that, that judges uh, were the ones that were supposed to help in during these times. So we see these two people, and then we, we kind of get the plot in verse number three to verse number five. Verse number three, and there was a widow in this city, and, and here's the plot. Her thing was she, she wanted him to avenge her, and in verse number four, he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. What's the plot? The judge refused to help her. She had a need, and she went to the one person that was supposed to help her, and the plot is that the, the judge just refused to do so. The, the judge, he, he, didn't, he didn't really care to help her, so to say, right? He would not for a while. The widow, however, persistently asked for help. Yet because this widow troubleth me, she continued to come to, 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 come to him and, and to ask her, lest by her continual coming, she persisted persistently asked for help, and the judge, of course, agrees to help her because it was in his own best interest. See that in, in verse number five. Or in verse number four, you back up, he says, though I, I fear not God nor regard man, though I'm, I'm a person that I don't really care what anyone thinks, you know what, this, this widow, man, she's, she, she's troubling me, man. And, and you know what, I will avenge her because if I don't, I feel like she's gonna, this is gonna wear me out. This, this is gonna, I, 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 can't, I can't do this forever because she, she looks like she can do this forever. But I can't do this forever. This is going to wear me out. And so we see that plot and Jesus, he goes on in verse number six and he says, now, hear what the unjust judge saith. So, so what he's saying is look at verse number five and think about that phrase. I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. He says, now, now let's, let's look at a, par a parallel here uh, in verse number five. He said, you'll find that the judge was unjust in his answer. 
the, the judge is unjust in his answer to help this lady and, 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 to, and to, to, to answer whatever it is that she needs of him. He is unjust in doing that because it's of his own best interest. It's not really in her best interest. It's of his own best interest. It goes on in verse number seven. It says, you, you hear that. Think about, think about what that judge just said. And you think about this when it comes to prayer. Shall God not avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? That judge, he, he gives the parallel, that judge is unjust. But, but don't you ever forget that your father in heaven, he's, not, he's nothing like him. He's, he's nothing like him. Jesus gives a contrast here and he says, listen, you need to know that the father is, is, is just in his answer. He is just in his help when he comes uh, to, 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 to help you in your time of need. Deuteronomy 32 verse 4 gives us a good, uh, a good uh, uh, principle about this. It says, he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. And so Jesus, he lets them know. He says, hey, listen, when you're praying, you're not praying to a, a, an unjust judge who has his own best interests, who, who has his, his own selfish uh, needs uh, in his mind. He's, you're talking to a God that is just, that, that wants to help you. And in verse number eight, here's the promise. I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. I tell you, he will, shall God not uh, avenge his own elect? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Something's off about that. Why do we need to persevere in prayer if God's going to avenge his elect speedily? Does that word speedily mean something different? Because if God is, when we pray and we ask God, God, God avenge me uh, if, if we have an adversary or, or even in, in just the, the basic surface principle of this, if we go to God and ask God for help, if he's going to help us speedily, why do we need to persevere? says, what's that about? This past Thursday, my wife and I, we had the day off and we went shopping. Man, I'm embarrassed to say this. We went Christmas shopping. We bought a tree, bought decorations. You go in our apartment, and it's Christmas. I said, Brother Javon, what about Thanksgiving? It's, it's coming. Yeah, I know, I know. And I am thankful. I am. I sincerely am. But you walk in our apartment, it seems like Christmas time. We, we have, we've already gotten in the Christmas spirit, so to say. With getting in the, in the Christmas spirit, as we were decorating Thursday, we, we got a tree and, and we put it up and, and lit it up and, and we started decorating around the apartment some and it's kind of feeling festive. 
One of my, my favorite Christmas traditions or, or, or snacks, I should say. Two, two of them. You know one of them, eggnog. Amen. Come on now. Thank you, Brother Buck. Yes, right? Eggnog. I love me some eggnog. I, I, I long in the fall to be walking down the aisle, and it happens every year. We, we like lock eyes. This, this past time, literally, we're walking in the aisle, and I just stopped. And my wife turned around. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, there it is. It's here. And, I, and I'm running to it, and I bought it. And I, and I, I love eggnog season. Another snack, though, that, that really gets me in the Christmas spirit, cinnamon rolls. I love me some cinnamon rolls during Christmas time. So with all of this, this, this uh, decorating and, and kind of just getting in, in, the, in the Christmas spirit, if you will, right, I decided, you know what, I want to make some, some cinnamon rolls. My wife is decorating, so, so uh, I went to the store and kind of got some, some, some things to, to help me make this. Now, bear in mind, I've never, never made cinnamon rolls before. Normally, she's the cinnamon roll maker, and so uh, I decided, I'll give her a break. I'll make the cinnamon rolls myself. So I went to the store, get the stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm, I'm making some cinnamon rolls. Put them on the pan, preheat the oven, blah, 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 blah. Put them in the oven. Now, it, it, it gave me some directions. Put it in for this certain time, but I was determined I am not gonna let these things burn. I was determined I am not gonna let these things burn. So what did I do? Ask my wife, sincerely. I was in the kitchen at this oven like this for an entire 10 minutes. Sincerely, I'm standing here like this and I'm just waiting for any like sliver of hope for that. Sometimes God has some of us in the oven and he needs us to be in there because we're not done. And God is standing at this oven as soon as you're done, as soon you're out of there. You are not going to burn. What we have trouble with is thinking I'm burning for no reason. Or is thinking, I'm in this fire for no reason. No. Some of us need to go through some things. Some of us have to go through some things. These disciples, Jesus' disciples, they have to go through these things. Some of us have to go through some things. But we need to remember that God does not want us to burn. God will come speedily as soon as this trial has produced what it needs to in our lives. Amen. God will come speedily. One guy said, remember that God's delays are not the delays of inactivity, but of preparation. God is preparing us in this oven. And, and make no mistake, he does not want us to burn. He is just to get us out there as soon as we're finished. This guy goes on to say, God is always answering our prayer or else. When you think about this, Romans 8.28 could not be in the Bible. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good 
to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And so the, the promise here that, that Jesus is showing to the disciples, God will avenge his elect speedily. Always remember that speedily means in his time. In, in his time, God will avenge his elect. So, so, so the point is that he, that he kind of shows them, remember the purpose is to help them to remember to persevere in prayer. The point is, God will never give up on you. Don't you dare give up on him. God, is, God will never give up on you. So when we're praying and, and we're praying and praying and praying and, and heaven seems silent and, and there is no answer, the solution is not to stop praying. Because God will never give up on us. So may we never give up on him. May we never give up on prayer this morning. And so with that, Jesus is telling them, he's saying, listen, you need to know that about God. Because when you know that about God, you, you, you'll realize why you need to persevere in prayer. You need to know that. And so if we're experiencing a time of waiting, ladies and gentlemen, don't give up this morning. If we're, if, we're, if we're experiencing a time where we're praying and it seems like just nothing is happening, don't give up this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, we're called to pray without giving up. We're called to persevere in prayer this morning. Can we say that we are? Can we say that we are persevering in prayer this morning? And maybe you think, well, I don't have some, some big dramatic, uh, you know, trial that I'm going through right now. Okay. Then are you actually praying still? Are you actually still persevering then? You say, you know what? Reggie you have me. I don't think I persevere in prayer like that when it comes to my trials. I don't think I persevere in prayer like that. I don't think I'm persevering in prayer right now. This morning, let me give you four helpful essentials. You, you should have your notes, and, and they're just one word. But let me give you four helpful essentials for, for persevering in prayer. And they're all over through this text. So I want us to go ahead and let's look at this. I think the first thing, if we're going to persevere in prayer, it starts by having perspective. It starts by having perspective. We're going to persevere in prayer, uh, in prayer. We have to have some perspective. See, there's something that we always need to remember going into our prayer. There's, there's something that we always need to remember, and there, there are things about the Lord. There are two things about this. Number one, we need to remember who God is. What Jesus shows these disciples is, when you see that in verse number seven, what we learn about God is that God is a loving God. Right? That God, God will avenge his own elect. Why? Because he loves. He, he's, he's a loving God. And I'll also say he's a support of God. God wants to answer our prayers. So if we're going to have, uh, if we're going to have some, some perseverance in our prayers, we need to remember who God is. A loving God and a God that wants to answer our prayers. But at the same time, we need to remember that same God that loves us, that wants to answer our prayers, is the same God that also desires us to pray. He's the same God. So, so the thing that we need to remember is, is who God is, but also what God, God desires. If God is this loving God that is supportive, that wants to answer our prayers, and then you turn around and you realize, well, he's the same God that also wants us to persevere in prayer. What well, will help us? That will help us having the right mindset, the right perspective when we pray. 
no matter if we hear uh, an answer back or a response back or not. That'll help us. That perspective alone will help us. If God is loving and he wants to answer my prayers and at the same time he wants me to pray and to persevere in prayer, then I have my command. Then I, then I know what I must do. I know what, what as a Christian I need to do. So, so then how do I move forward with that? Number two, there needs to be some prioritization. There needs to then be some prioritization. And Jesus, this is what he's talking about. He says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought. That means that this is necessary. That means that this is important. And so when, when he says that men ought, it means that as we have this perspective and we remember who God is, if, if we know that that is our job or that is our directive, then we need to prioritize being obedient and following that directive. So how do we prioritize prayer? Just three tips about this really um, that, that, that I want to challenge you with. Number one, if you're going to prioritize your prayer time, I'd say you got to plan to pray. You have to plan to pray. One of the things that when I was in college, what, what usually floated around or was in pretty much, it seemed like every class, my wife's laughing because she knows what I'm about to say, what seemed like was in every class was that which gets scheduled gets done. Every single class they taught you, hey, plan to do these things, plan to, to stay on top of your schoolwork. And, and, and I got to say, if, 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 if prayer is what God wants us to do, and prayer is what God wants to answer, and, 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 and He's a loving God and, support, and He wants to support us, then shouldn't, be, shouldn't prayer be a priority? So we need to, this morning, prioritize our prayer, and it starts by planning to pray. How many of you in here, how many of, how many of us in here, sincerely, we look at it and we know that on the calendar there is a dedicated time that we need to pray? There, there's a dedicated time that, that is scheduled, hey, that I am going to pray at this appointed time. We need to plan to pray if it's as important as God says it is. I had a plan to pray. I'd also say we need to prepare to pray. I always find that if I'm going through a busy season and uh, my, my, of course my prayer time's in the morning and I always find that if I'm going through a busy season of, of uh, you know, whatever it may be that life is throwing and, and I get busy enough that the night before I come home and I'm barely dragging and I just jump in bed and I'm like super exhausted. Or, or even worse, if, if it's not a busy season, I just have all this bunch of time on my hands and I'm just kind of just wasting time. And I go to bed and I'm still dragging again and I just jump in bed and I'm like, with no regard for tomorrow, is what I'm saying. Is what I'm saying. With, with no understanding and thinking about, hey, my prayer time's in the morning. How can I prepare for this tonight? I often find that when I don't do that the night before, I wake up the next morning and I'm What am I doing today? I gotta pray. Oh, yeah. Two things happen: either I don't do it, or I do it grudgingly. Now it could be that that uh, we've we've developed a, a discipline, and, and we just it's 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 just natural that every day we, we wake up in the morning and we pray. And that's good. But for the ones not so disciplined, I'll say we we gotta plan, and we gotta prepare to pray. So what does that mean? That means the night before, sincerely think about it. Hey, what what do I need to do tonight that that will prepare me? 
to have my prayer time with the Lord in the morning. For some of us, that means no TV. For some of us, that, that means going to bed on time. For some of us, that, that means uh, eliminating something that will hinder us from getting a good night's sleep and, and from, from waking up in the morning with our eyes freshly on the Lord. Plan to pray. Prepare to pray. Number three, I mean, just, just pray. Plan, plan to do it. Schedule it in your, in your time. Schedule, say, this, at this part of the day, I am going to pray and I'm going to begin preparing to do it. And, and once I prepare, I'm just going to go ahead and execute. I wonder this morning, is prayer a priority for us? Is it a priority for me? I'll tell you, Jesus, as he's, as he's speaking to this, these disciples, he knows what they're about to face. He knows that they're going to face some hard persecution. You even see this in verse number 8. He says, I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. So now that you know that about God, look at this in verse number eight. He says, now that you know this about the Father, and I, and I have this on your mind, I want to ask you this question. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? He says, this knowledge that I've just presented to you, is that going to impact your faith? Is that going to allow you to persevere in prayer and, and not only allow you to uh, persevere in prayer, but are you going to teach others to also do that? Because remember, that was their whole job, that they would make disciples. So when I finally come back, in, in, the, in the life of Christianity, is there going to be faith, perseverance on the earth? He says this, I'll tell you, this, this perspective should help us to prioritize. And then, once we have the right perspective of what we should do, and we prioritize it, and we begin to do it and make it happen in our lives, let's be persistent in it. Let's, let's, let's make sure that there is some persistence. Look in that same verse number one, that men ought always, that there should be some persistence in prayer. How can we continually come to God though? Of course, we, we now understand who God is and, and we have made time. What helps us, of course, is to do what 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 and that is to pray without ceasing. Pray constantly. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing and, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Pray without ceasing. When I was a, a teenager, my, my youth pastor challenged me and he says, Siobhan, you know what it is to, to pray without ceasing? And I, and I just thought, well, duh, it just means... Oh, I don't actually know what it means. And I, I just had to confess that to because I thought, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. And then I really thought about it. I thought, oh, I actually don't really know what that means. But it, it speaks to having a, a continuous talk with the Lord throughout your day. In constant, your heart is in constant fellowship with the Lord. Hey, when was the last time someone accused you of talking to yourself because you were just praying with the Lord? Right? Pray without ceasing. There is, there is a, it's like you're in a game and you're on the bench. I like basketball, so we're, we're talking about basketball here. And we're on, you're on the bench and you're just waiting to get in this game. And at any moment, you just, you're just always wanting to engage in prayer. For every little thing, you're talking with the Lord. You're having this constant communication with the Lord. Have persis uh, persistence. So also, as you pray, have confidence. 
have, a, have some, some, some pray uh, constantly and, and pray confidently. Because I'll tell you, when, when you go to the Father, what you know, this perspective that you have, you know that God wants you to pray. You, you know that, that God desires to, to, for you to pray and that God wants you to, to bear and to persevere in prayer and that he, he also wants to answer your prayer. So therefore, you can come confidently. Knowing that, hey, I just need to persist in this. I don't know what's taking so long. Maybe this is for my good. Honestly, maybe this is for someone else's benefit. Sometimes we go through trials and we think it's all about us. Oh, maybe God's just trying to do something in me. Maybe it's honestly just not even about you. Maybe God's just using you to help somebody else. And he just needs you to be in the fire so that you can help someone else. And so pray constantly, pray confidently. Matthew chapter number 21, of course, Jesus is, is, is teaching about this. And he says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive confidently. Hebrews 4, verse, verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boldly not mean that we boss God. We don't come before God to boss him around, to tell, us what, to, to, to tell him what to do. But we come boldly knowing that, that through our relationship with Jesus Christ, we can be there. We know that because of Jesus, we are allowed to be there and to ask him for whatever it is that we have need of, right? So what, so, so what is it? Are, are we persistent in our prayer this morning? Because that's, that's really the bulk of, of, of um, persevering is persistence. Continually coming, praying constantly, but also praying confidently. But I'll tell you one more thing. If you're going to persevere in prayer, yes, it's, it's true. You, you're you're going to need to have perspective. You're going to need to have some prioritization, and you're going to need to have some persistence. But when you get to doing those three things, when you know you have, meant, you have spiritual insight, right? This is what we call it. Or, or when you have uh, just uh, mental clarity of, of who God is and, and what he desires and and you begin to prioritize his prayer time and, and you begin to do it and work at it and work at it and work at it. The only logical thing, ladies and gentlemen, is just be patient. Have patience. Have patience. Pray having patience. We see this in this passage. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. The only reason we faint is because we don't have patience. So how can we have patience in prayer? Well, it goes hand in hand with what we've learned about God. We can have patience by trusting His heart. Trusting that God sincerely loves us. Trusting that God sincerely is not like this unjust judge, but that He is a just Heavenly Father. That God sincerely loves us. 1 John chapter number 5, verse 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. We have confidence and we know that, that he hears us because he loves us. Pray trusting his heart and, of course, just pray trusting his, his plan. We've, we've talked about this, Romans chapter number 8, verse 28. When we're in the fire, we just have to remember. And, this is, and by the way, this is why memorizing verses are very important. This is why knowing the Word of God is very vital to our Christian lives because it's, it's in these fires that we can remember this stuff in verses like Romans 8.28 that says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So if we, if we have in our mind, you know what? 
God doesn't want me to burn. I trust him. This, this, is, this is for something. I, I trust him. God, God wants to help me. God loves me and he wants me to pray. He wants me to persevere through this time. So you know what? I'll trust you. I trust that, you, that, you, that, you, that you're not acting in your best interest. You're acting in mine. I'll trust you that, that this, is some part, this is a part of your plan. And, and, I'm, and honestly, I just want to be a part of it. Are we patient this morning? Those four things. May I encourage us with those four things. Are we persevering in prayer this morning? Do we have perspective about who God is? Do we have uh, perspective about what he desires for us? I'll tell you, it, it's, it's often that, that, that I forget to do this. That it's often that I forget to persevere in prayer because I'll tell you, studying this and, and, and seeing, honestly, what the part that says not to faint, which means not to lose heart, I'll tell you, my, my, I've been there a few times. Where I'm praying and, and God is and God is, is not answered and, and, and I'm just thinking, forget this. I'm gonna do this myself. And I lose heart. I lose heart. Do we have perspective? Are we prioritizing? Is prayer a priority in your life? Do you have a plan to pray? Are you prepared to pray? And are you praying? Are we persisting in prayer? Are we constantly uh, praying with the Lord and, and, and constantly communicating with Him throughout the day? Are we confidently going before Him knowing that we, are, that, we, that we are allowed to be there? And by the way, maybe we think that we can't confidently come because we may not be saved. And I encourage you to, to take that step. And, and, and if you are not saved in here uh, today, that you, would, that you would take the step and you would get saved. You would get saved before it's eternally too late this morning. Are we persisting and, and are, are we just patient? Are we patient? Are we trusting his heart? And are we trusting his plan? This morning, I honestly just want to just kind of be an encouragement to, I don't know who's, who's going through anything. I don't know where you're at this morning. But I honestly just want to be an encouragement that, that we would all as a church, that we would persevere in prayer. That we would be persevering and not giving up because we need prayer, man. We need to be praying. Yes, we understand that we need prayer because God, uh, uh, prayer, prayer helps us, right? Prayer, prayer uh, allows us to be able to, 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 to see um, things answered and, and see uh, you know, things changed, of course. But our spiritual lives depend on it too. We need prayer. So the moment that we lose heart and we say, okay, well, this prayer isn't working. I'm done with this is the moment that we spiritually start to decline. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this morning, let's, let's, let's persevere in prayer. Let's have the right perspective. Let's prioritize, persist, and be patient in prayer this morning. Why? Because we're called to do it. We're called to pray without giving up. Are we persevering this morning? You say, I don't think I am, and I don't think there's, there's, there's some of those things that, you know what, I, God really is dealing with my heart this morning. I, I'm not, um, man, I, I don't think I'm, I'm doing some of those things. I, I haven't really had that perspective in a long time. Maybe you say, I, I haven't really been prioritizing prayer. I know that's where I fall short, some, short sometimes. I haven't really pers been persisting. I prioritize it, but it's just, I've just not been persistent in it. Or I'm honestly, I'm just not patient. I encourage you to ask God to help you with that. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you with that this morning. Because he will. I promise you he will. So let's, let's, as we enter this invitation, let's, let's, as a church, if there's anyone that's struggling with this, I just want to be an encouragement to you this morning, and, and, and why don't we deal with this matter of persevering in prayer?